Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's interview with High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. This week's guest is the legendary Jorge Cervantes. You all know who this guy is, who's been on the show a couple of times before. I'm sure many of you own one of his books. He's written loads of books, been in the game for a very long time, and now we have the pleasure to have him on the show to come and chat some shit for an hour or so. So I hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, thanks for downloading the show. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for sharing the show. And if you're around on Sunday, we're going to have our 100th live stream. So if you're around, then head over to youtube.com slash high and homegrown, and you'll be able to join us for the live show there where we're going to be giving away some free stuff. So hopefully we can see you there. But for now, here is the interview with Jorge. I hope you enjoy it. I'll catch you at the end of this. See you in a bit. lived in spain for a long time now as well didn't you yeah 20 years it's really been the base like we had a house in america for seven of those years so i'd stay there and and then also um i travel a lot in fact i'm just starting to travel again cool uh, yeah this year well let's see next month about three weeks i guess a little less i'll be going to the united states Ooh, wait, where about you going in the states Mainly the West Coast. Uh, I come into Seattle and go all the way down the West Coast, and I'll be there for a couple of months. Um, yeah, it's a <laughs> it'll be a pretty uh, pretty extensive trip. I'm going to do a lot of garden tours, a lot of garden tours. Yeah, and then I'll go to a trade fair. Cool. Um, let's see which one's uh, marijuana. Yeah, marijuana unplug, MJ unplug in las vegas and then i'll probably go back to the the marijuana biz show sweet because yeah things are changing i decided to do a bunch more stuff cool man. Um, yeah I, I mean i just saw there's there's like too much information before there wasn't enough now there's too much mm -hmm. so what let's see let me i've, I've taken notes and everything but, you know, so, quality over quantity, the information you've been given out for the last 20, 30 years has always been high quality information. And people know that when they see stuff from Jorge Cervantes, it's going to be mm -hmm. good stuff. You know? Well, thank you. Thank you. I, well, I do my best, you know, I, I do my best to, to get it correct, <laughs> um, which is always kind of difficult because things change, too. But if something changes, I'll, you know, or if I'm not right, I'll just uh, admit it and change it and move on you know because the deal is we've got to have good information mm -hmm. um but i've got quite a few things i'm going to be doing one is first a free book i'm going to give a like a free digital book because it just seems like that's the thing to do i need to you know book sales have kind of like gone downhill for a while mm -hmm. the last actually the last year because during covid and everything they were still really strong but um, during that time, I also, well, it was a couple of years because, and they locked us up pretty good here in Spain. Mm. So what happened was I had time. So I wrote a, a, an update to the marijuana horticulture book. Right. Because I was locked up here in, you know, 
in Spain and didn't really travel in at all. Mm -hmm. So uh, then I decided to get, you know, to just to print out as a regular book, but it, it just, it didn't make sense. So then I decided to make it a digital, a digital book. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it was, um, well, it seemed like it'd be a pretty simple project. You just, you know, make a book and then sell it uh, through the internet. But that's when it got complicated and everything changed. And I realized, guys, there's so much more stuff. I mean, I, it's like I had my head in the sand or something, you know, hmm. um, <laughs> there's, a, there's so many things you can do, you know, like uh, we now, now have a blog. Um, and that's gonna well it just started it there's just a few uh few articles up there blogs up there now but there's going to be more and you can find that at jorge-cervantes.com so it's uh, my name with a dash in between the first and the last name.com jorge-cervantes.com and um that's going to be kind of like the main focus website because i've got my other website marijuanagrowing.com mm -hmm. and i've had that one for years and years and that's that's you know still pulls in quite a few people uh i used to have a forum there but oh, i just didn't take care of it and stuff and, and it filled up with spam and then since then forums haven't been as i don't know um revered as before let's call it or mm -hmm. you know active as before so everything kind of changed uh, to different directions. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's why I'm, I'm like I said, I've got that that uh, main site. We'll sell products and stuff there. You know, small things, mm -hmm. t-shirts and that kind of stuff. Um, and then I'm also going to be making some partnerships with with businesses. Um, cool. Seeds yeah. quality as well. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to see, it's really important to pick the proper partners. Because damn it, I don't want anybody that's a schmuck rep representing me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or that's going to cause trouble for, for other people, mainly, you know, the public and then me as well. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, I put my name on something and things better work, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. people better be responsible. There's a highly respected brand in the cannabis community is for Hesavante, you know, you've been out for a, a long time, man. <laughs> I'm still here. I knocked on wood. I'm not in jail yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty you should be okay now as well. I mean, the laws have changed quite a bit. Because I remember like from way back in the day before the internet times, having your videos on VHS where you used to wear the mm. black beret and the sunglasses. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're out there in California looking at them big bushes. Right. Right. Times, yeah, that, was, that was one of the last ones I did. The, that, the Green Giants, Green Giants of California. Mm -hmm. That was a great one. But all of those, yeah, all of those video videos started in, let's see, with high times. We shot them up. I was living in mm, Vancouver, right. Columbia then. And we, and, and it was the easiest to shoot them up there. So the crew came up there and we just, we started videos. In fact, that's kind of funny. The, the one, the first video I did, the ultimate, Jorge Cervantes ultimate grow video. It's about building an indoor grow room and growing. Yeah, inside. I've seen that one too. That was awesome, man. Um, <laughs> we shot that at the bank across the street from, it was on East Hastings Street, right in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
seedy part of town and it's an old bank building that um that these guys had rented right mm -hmm. so um <laughs> during the time we were shooting the video mark emery got busted and it was like a huge bust <sighs> yeah and we all had to sneak out the back and <laughs> back to the bank and stuff yeah oh <laughs> uh, it was a whole different times then yeah it's crazy time. isn't it like, and it's changed to this extent as well you, you know in, in a large part because of guys like you who have put all the work into change the perspective of so many people man well me and a whole like millions of other people I, i'm just one of many you know mm -hmm. um man everybody's risked their risked their neck on this um a lot of people have gone to jail um but basically what we did is we just all of us together just kind of we kept growing so much that they couldn't do anything about it nice you know uh it's you know like the indians when uh in in chile or mexico you know the the yaki indians the you can't win you can't win them so you just give them guns and make them part of the army uh <laughs> that's what they're doing with us except they won't arm us you know mm -hmm. which is probably better uh <laughs> Mm. yeah but everybody did it everybody it was just i'm just one of many uh, i think you're a bit, bit too humble there man <laughs> you're yeah. a big there's so many people out there especially people like members of the forum and listeners of the podcast to a massive amount of respect for you you started oh. the ball rolling for a lot of people even for me you was probably the first one for the first the cannabis uh growing content creator i i found anyway yeah, there was a lot of bullshit, a lot of bullshit out there. I, I mm -hmm. remember the first book. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm at the beach right now. I'm, I didn't go to the, uh, I, I'm not in Barcelona, so I don't have a big library here. But the first book I did, um, you know, indoor marijuana horticulture, and mm -hmm. and it, I printed it with my own hands. Uh, wow. Yeah, because nobody else had printed. I mean, it was just, it was tough. Yeah, we're not uh, touching anything like that yeah well they wouldn't they'd either not touch it or the big company that was publishing cannabis books says that everything that was needed everything about cannabis has already been published we don't need to publish anymore wow. thought, oh gee yeah yeah oh yeah a lot of a lot of things have happened over the years yeah it's geez oh so many oh change and it was pretty lonely a lot of times too you know i mean mm everybody'd call me a criminal and Damn. you know uh, well not everybody not everybody just not those, everybody just a lot of people, people a lot of my a lot of people that called themselves criminals were also they were also friends uh <laughs> but yeah yeah it was it was pretty tough because you know I mean, a lot of people i couldn't really associate with i i remember people leaving the room when i when i would show up wow um, yeah oh yeah that wasn't fun you know i mean there's some stuff that's hard to hard to put up with you know and then and then a lot of times the same people would take credit for things that they didn't fucking do yeah you know? Damn. <laughs> so it's like okay whatever you know? yeah that's shocking man fuck them well yeah i mean you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do what are you that's gonna it do? mate that's it there's nothing you can do people are gonna have their opinions yeah that's all they are is just opinions that's yeah exactly exactly but that and and well, you you bring that up, you know the opinions. That's what a lot of all of this cannabis world's been too, you know, uh, with opinions and 
one of the things I want to do with the information or I am doing with information is bringing like more hard science into it mm -hmm. because now we've got access to a lot of scientists and stuff mm -hmm. and you know that are well educated and you know like before we didn't have I don't I don't have a big science education I know how to read and write mm -hmm. and I'm I'm pretty good at that but uh, beyond that, I just don't have that big education. So I, I got to rely on other people th that do. Yeah, stand on the shoulders of giants, man. We've been doing that for exactly, a long time. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and guys, they're, they're well-educated. They know what they're doing. Uh, I hang around those guys now because <laughs> they're, they're, they're a lot of fun and I actually learn stuff and, you know, People just saying this, I got the best dope in the world. It doesn't really do much, you know, mm. uh, for me. I, I got to be proved things, mm -hmm. but there's all kinds of, uh, all kinds of scientists around. And like, just like, for example, in the United States, there's, I think, 14 different universities that have uh, cannabis programs. Uh, they're aimed at hemp and CBD. Um, but that's 14 different universities. Yeah. And that's a big switch. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, one of the people that I'm going to go visit, uh, uh, Clinton Shock, he's his doctor's degree and he, he works out of Oregon. And that's my home state. So I know a lot of people there. Nice. But my gosh, this guy's he's he's been uh, breeding for his entire life. He's like uh, uh, 75 years old now. Wow. And spent most of his time in, in, in Brazil, Brazil and, and Venezuela, right? A, a good big piece of his life there. And so we've got guys like that we can, we can deal with that mm -hmm. really know what they're, they're doing. Or people, other, a lot of, I mean, several people I know with degrees in, in microbiology and yeah. also just genetics, straight up genetics. Mm -hmm. And it's not somebody, you know, uh, that's just making stuff up that has the best name. I say it's, it's now it's all these people who were like specialists in those kind of things, but wasn't allowed to go near cannabis because it was illegal. But now yeah. the rules are changing everywhere. You can get all these experts with their transferable skills to step yeah. into the cannabis industry, and things are going to change so much over the next ten years. Oh, it's it's, it's incredible! It's incredible. Mm. Or or like my friend, my good friend uh, Jaime Carion over his Spanish guy. He, he went to uh, Thailand and he works for a, a company, a good, good sized company called, uh, love the name Golden Triangle Group. <laughs> but uh, my God, you know, those guys, they do all kinds of diff different businesses and he's got access to, to great scientists all around him and anything he doesn't know, he can ask and they can do studies and they can figure, figure things out. And that's, that's Thailand, you know, I mean, none of this stuff existed before. And then there's a million things going on in Israel and, and other parts of the world here, here in Europe as well. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future. And I, and I think to, to really lean on science very heavily, because in the past it wasn't. But then again, that said, I got to give a lot of credit to the home growers because the home growers and this is this is what the dog the guys with the doctor's degrees in in genetics say they said so oh yeah the home growers are great because they did so much with with very little knowledge 
and they had to use the antiquated system really from the 50s, which is, you know, a personal selection of, of varieties. Yeah. And also they didn't have the biggest populations to select from, but with, with that, they selected for very high THC content. And also they did a real good job. I didn't realize just how good a job until after I talked to, talked to well, two different doctors, for example. Uh, they did a real good job with, with uh, disease and pest resistance. Maybe they could do better, but really, really pretty good. Mm. Because when you, and, and this is the part that got me that I didn't really understand. Because what they've got to do now these these breeding well these you know breeders now they need to take the the uh hemp varieties which and the, and those i didn't pay any attention to i knew this but i didn't pay any attention never clicked was they've got to be inbred they're all inbred lines because all of those you know and so there's they're incredibly weak just like mm -hmm. you know um what's a good example racehorses or dogs uh show dogs those, they always have, you know, like physical problems, right? Mm -hmm. Well, same with cannabis and all of those are IBLs, right? So all of the, the drug cannabis on the other side, th those are all, all outbreds. Most, most all of them, there's very few uh, inbred lines because that, you know, that's what you need to get a, a stable variety. But most everything like 90, 95% is all out, outbred. So there's this incredible amount of diversity there that they want to merge with the two. And nothing's been done with that, you know, uh, or very little. And that's, that's just starting. One of the companies that had done a real good job with that was, uh, oh, what is it? The, the, the one in Oregon, those guys from Corvallis, uh, Oregon CBD, Oregon, yeah, okay. Oregon CBD. They all... Uh, but what was it three years ago they they uh they were the first ones to come out with with anything stable that you could plant you know seeds in a field and they were getting a dollar dollar us a seed since then uh, the price has gone way down but we're seeing all kinds of new developments now that we didn't see before we we couldn't mm. have seen before yeah, man, times are changing. I mean, it's just improving all the time as well. Like you said, a lot of home growers out there. So we get to see the different ways genetics express themselves across different strains because they just go out to so many people. Yeah, it's incredible. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to when I go to um, uh, America next month is to go visit a lot of backyard home growers. Nice. Because I think a lot of well, way too much emphasis has been put put on all of these fields and fields of cannabis, you know, I mean, it, it is impressive to see, you know, a big field uh, out there or really big plants. I, I really like those big plants are always impressive, but to see a plants, um, you know, in somebody's backyard and just see what are the conditions there and stuff, because I really believe that there's millions and millions of backyard growers that so many people don't really talk about that much mm -hmm. and they're, they're not getting much press I don't know if they really care if they get much press or not uh the other guys seem to to care you know so they can sell sell their products and whatnot 
Uh, here in the UK, you know, it's like there's, there's so many good growers here, but we do not want any press whatsoever right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And and my gosh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see, I mean, home growers are the backbone of the entire industry. Mm-hmm. You know, they started all of this stuff and and carried the torch. I'd kind of like to, to promote them more because, oh, they're good guys and they come up with a lot of innovations. And well, like I said, man, there wouldn't be as many home growers as there are now without guys like you and the books you create and the content you put out. Well, one of the things I'm, I'm proud of doing was, was say, saying that you can do this at home. Yeah. <laughs> do this yourself. Start today. <laughs> Try this now. And scary to think the amount of people you've, uh, I wouldn't say encouraged, I'd say inspired inspired to, yeah. to start there man yeah <laughs> crazy but, yeah uh, you've recently started a new book as well right you, uh, you've got your digital one you're going to release but you're going to have a hard copy book as well you're going to send out yeah well i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm still kind of up in the air that part because hmm. uh all of the prices and everything have changed so much right with with the paper books uh, the digital book, the uh, the little one, uh, that's going to be, well, let's see, I don't know, it depends on how you look at it, but uh, approximately 100 pages, uh, 150, 200 photos in it, maybe probably more than that. Um, I'm kind of like, I got down to, had it done, and then I then I got a couple, a couple more editors to see what they thought, you know, that were pretty well tuned into the industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as tuned into the industry as, as I might be because I change you so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I try a bit, but I don't know. It's I'm here in Spain and life is good here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, the last, the, the last couple of years, so I'll have to admit that I, I have been tuned in. Um, but the, the due date or well, the release date for this will be the first of September, the free book. And um, yeah, that, that it's going to be basic and stuff, but it'll be entertaining. And I definitely, everybody will learn something guaranteed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm going to do the sixth edition of marijuana horticulture. And cool. that'll be the big one. And, and I think what, well, what I have planned right now is to do a subscription uh, year long thing, like uh, probably 20, I don't know, 30 euros a year. And the good thing is about that is the book will add to it regularly. And one of the things that's been that I've seen that's a real problem on the internet is when you have information and um, it's it's mainly in the form of articles, uh, there's not a cohesive group of articles that are all tied together that that reference one another, that play off of one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They can be dynamically opposed to each other, you know, and, yeah. and it's confusing as hell, especially yeah, if you sure. don't have a, a, a solid background in horticulture. Mm-hmm. So when, when I say you can add to the book, it's not like just making a, an article and say, read this too, or make a link. There'll be plenty of links to, to, to look at for sure. But, but, uh, the information will be filtered and sorted and put in context within the book. So um, you can find it again, number one. 
and it'll make sense and it should not uh, uh, what uh, go against what do I mean to say go contradictives contradict, uh, contradict yes yeah, yeah. yeah I get sometimes the Spanish word and I can't <laughs> you've been in Spain for too long man you gotta get over to the USA and here's yeah. some English that's what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah I'll come back sounding like those guys uh, <laughs> that's okay uh, and no but, plans to come over to the UK at any point uh, not right no. now, not immediately. My plans are right now to go, um, well, to, the, to America for a couple of months. And then also I'll probably go back and go to the, the Las Vegas trade fair, the marijuana business fair. Cool. And then I'm also planning a trip to go to uh, Thailand because... Nice. Yeah, Jaime is over there, and man, he, he came over back over to Spain, uh, and I keep seeing him at the at the trade fairs and stuff. Um, yeah, I was recently at trade fairs in Switzerland, uh, Canna Trade, and that was in Ber uh, Bern, and uh, also I was at the uh, oh, they call it's Green Tech. I, I keep thinking it's NTV like it used to be, but it's Green mm -hmm. Tech in uh, Amsterdam. That was over at the Rye. And they used to have that fair at, uh, out at Alashmid, you know, where the, over by the Schiphol airport. But mm. it's, it's a lot bigger now. It's huge. And yeah. we even had our own cannabis section this year. Well, it started two years ago, but it was, it, it's pretty good size now. So that was, and before, you know, uh, we weren't, we were kind of like persona non grata. Our money, they wanted our money, but not our our bodies. They didn't want our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Thailand's changing a lot now because recently they've uh, allowed home grow and they're also encouraging people to grow by handing plants out to everybody too, right? Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, okay, Thailand, yeah, they're, they said they gave away a, a million plants or they're planning to mm -hmm. do it. I kept right up with that. But there's a, a couple of, well, several friends over there. Uh, one of them, I did an interview with him, um, Ryan Dorian, or Doran, 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 yeah. And um, he was also instrumental. I, I did an interview, it's on my, my YouTube channel. And uh, it was the last one I did. Uh, yeah. It, it, and he, give, he gives all of the facts. He knows like the ma mainstream media got it wrong. They got all of their facts or not all of them, but most of them wrong about what you can and cannot do. Wow. That's and unlike the mainstream media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were pretty good at it, at making mistakes <laughs> there, but mm -hmm. uh, Ryan has the, the correct information and he's, you know, on the ground there. He knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah. And he's also, involved with the, what is uh, the Himalayan, I, I don't remember, Himalayan Cafe, I think. Um, but it was, it, his uh, flowers were the first flowers sold in Thailand. And um, yeah, he's, he's uh, starting to sell seeds, everything, flowers, all kinds nice. of stuff. And then my other friend over there, uh, Jaime Garion, you know, works with, with a larger company. He's been there all oh, about three years now, and he's completely set him up uh, 
with indoor indoor grow rooms and they're they're just starting the uh uh next month or no in september in september they'll have the first harvest from the from the greenhouses there nice but uh if you look at the uh, thailand and well just the map will tell you everything there's nobody around that sells cannabis until the closest place is i think amsterdam wow uh, you know? it's so yeah and they get tons of japanese tourists chinese tourists korean tourists uh they all go to thailand and it's a, a short hop and also from from Aus, 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 australia yeah mm -hmm. It's yeah. been too long since I've been to Amsterdam. I'd love to go back there. Yeah, it's, it's I'll tell you what, it's full of construction now. Hmm. There's, oh man, I, I can't believe how much construction's going on there. And it's way, ex well, you guys are probably used to expensive stuff, but yeah. it's expensive too. <laughs> yeah, man. UK is very expensive. But we're still waiting for the legalization to happen over here, obviously. We're still not there. Yeah, you guys need to sort the politics up there. It just seems a little volatile. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to say, man. You know? <laughs> I know I'm, I'm from the US, right? So, yeah, yeah. Let, let's not talk about UK politics. Right? Let's divert to the USA politics. That's what I prefer to do. You know? <laughs> don't look yeah. over here. Goddamn. Yeah, well, maybe maybe things will change there. You know, who knows? Who yeah, knows? That, yeah that's it. Who knows? It's just... You just got to hope that one day they see sense. But I think it would only happen when they um, actually can make some money out of it for themselves, the politicians. That's uh, that's, actually, that's, uh, Mackie, that's been my, my premise all along. Mm -hmm. uh, they had built up such a, such a big industrial complex, you know, with, this, with the court system, the, the uh, oh gosh, the, the policing, the, the law enforcement, Mm -hmm. all of the support agencies and everything. It was just really a multi-billion dollar business. And to deassemble that, to dismantle all of that, each one of those pieces, you got to give those guys a job. You know, I mean, they, they, they got to have something to do because they've mm -hmm. got mortgages and stuff. So it just takes a while to, to change all of that yeah. from one yeah. system to the other. And that's really what's going on. Because mm -hmm. the legalization or it, making cannabis illegal, it's just been bullshit. The whole, the whole, everything about it has just been bullshit. And they've just used it nonstop mm -hmm. to control people. And it's been very evident for very long, for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah and, it does make you wonder, you know, when, it, when the laws do eventually change, there's so many of the crimes in the UK are related to drugs in some way. And, you know, there's a large percentage of that are going to be related to cannabis when it becomes legalized. Are we going to still need the same amount of police as we have? Oh, they'll, they'll, probably so. It probably needs some more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because they never want less. Mm -hmm. But I actually, a long time ago, I talked to the cop in right when Colorado made cannabis legal. I talked to the, the, uh, the sheriff of the county that uh, Denver is in. And Colorado, right? Yeah, and, yeah, in, in Colorado. And he said, I said, gee, you know, uh, first I wanted a picture of him and me with the marijuana plant between us. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but he said, I said, gee, you know, this is great because, you know, it should take a load off of you guys. You don't have to work as hard. 
for you know all of these crimes that are, are pretty much victimless and stuff and he said mm -hmm. oh no 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 it's much more difficult now because we don't really know what the laws are they appear to be changing all the time and they change from one municipality to the other so it really complicates things and it's no fun being wrong da 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 and and he said it's 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 not that great of a deal it's more mm. work and then the other guy, the gorilla, the, the with the two meter tall guy, you know, this like the, the, always the smart cop has with him. He goes, yeah, I liked it before. If you've got any dope, if you got any dope on you, you just go to, you know, that guy's going to jail. That's all you have to know. See, and now we got to think about this stuff and it's, it's really too much. <laughs> it's too complex for me, man. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the guy, I, mean, I had to really like him because he was so honest. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, yeah, it, it, the guy was all right. I can't, couldn't complain. Chad's been a little bit quiet in the background there. You good there, Chad? Absolutely. I'm just hanging out and enjoying the conversation between you two. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Well, let me let me tell you some more stuff that's going on. Then, as my uh, PR guy said, I gotta do this. Oh yeah, I'm doing all kinds of stuff <laughs> on on Facebook. Facebook, yeah, cool. We're, uh, I've got uh, two Facebook pages, but I only use a professional one. And I've been posting a lot of things there. Mm, uh, it's difficult on Facebook with, with all the cannabis restrictions they have, you know, being shadow banned. And yeah. Kind of shit, man. It's a pain in the ass. I've, I've been careful um, so far. And I don't know, I just went to a risk assessment Mm -hmm. meeting and i you know i can't say everything i want to say always yeah yeah it's like still you have the the, the handcuffs on you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for some something so you know what do they say in colombia no le da papaya don't give them a papaya which means um don't give them a chance right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, them yeah yeah keep your stuff locked up mm -hmm. <laughs> your mouth locked up so, so but there anyway, is that Facebook page because uh, the listeners would want to go and check out your Facebook stuff. Where, where can oh, it's it? it's uh, Facebook uh, J O C E R V, I think. Yeah, so if I click on that, I should go there. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, J O C E R V. Yeah, Jorge cool. yeah, Facebook J O C E R V. Because the other one, and that, and then also I put on there that I was going to America, and that was uh, a good thing. But I get a lot of a lot of hits, and for some reason, yeah, I just get a lot of hits. It's because you're an old school player, man. You were around before, like everybody. You know? Well, there was people before me, but yeah, the the big thing is. I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, some of them are locked up and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Being st still standing is a good thing. And then, too, you know, like I really did try to retire and it just got kind of boring. There wasn't mm. a big purpose, you know. I mean, and, you know, when you work at something you enjoy as well, like cannabis, you know, you obviously enjoy cannabis too. It doesn't really feel like work so much. If you can do it at your yeah. own leisurely pace, no, it doesn't. Actually, it's been a lot of fun. I'm having more fun now than than before, um, because there's really not a lot of pressure. You know, I mean, we 
and everything I do is legal. So that's a big deal. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And I've, just for the record, I've done nothing illegal in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> but you can definitely say I've done nothing wrong. No, no. Just because it's wrong. illegal, just because that's, it's illegal doesn't true. mean it's wrong, you know? True. These motherfuckers trying to make out like we're criminals all the time. It's just not the case. Well, Most of us yeah. just want to make our own cannabis, man. Yeah, that's it. It's like criminal gardening. Criminal mm -hmm. gardening. <laughs> so which point, you know, at what point in your life did uh, you get into this business? Where did it all start for you? It, it started for me really in high school, secundaria, no? At, um, when I fir first smoked a joint. Um, or actually, we took one of my father's pipes. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, we smoked a mex uh, an ounce, four of us smoked an ounce of Mexican dirt weed. And, and we got really high. I never had been high before. And it was the best feeling in my life. I thought, wow, <laughs> super. And, but they, uh, all of the information I had, that I was going to go start shooting heroin in a couple of weeks. That's what I was told. <laughs> I was gonna crazy. I was going to, you know, I was going to have hair on my palms. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> no, that, that was some, something else. Yeah. yeah going to kill your family, the whole thing like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it just went on and on. And was, I, I was going to turn into a freak, antisocial. And all of those guys were wrong. And, you know, they were either wrong because they didn't know any better or they were wrong because they knew better and they were lying. But mm -hmm. either way, I, I just didn't have a lot of use for those opinions. And that's really when it started. And then later, later when I got out of university, I got out in 19... 77 yeah 77 and then i i grew cannabis for a few years and then traveled um traveled quite a bit yeah went to south america and um i was gonna be a smuggler but man i just those guys i mean they they got guns and shit man i mean they fucking shoot you and stuff you know uh it's pretty spooky to have guns pointed at you that you know with the crazy people behind him yeah for sure so that 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 sounded like kind of like it was a dumb idea i got that out of my system really fast <laughs> but um what happens is uh i saw that there was this indoor growing going on and people just didn't know much about it and i had started growing indoors and uh learned pretty quickly but most people just didn't know much about it and so that was like the early 80s. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I did, I, I worked at a newspaper office. So I decided to grow, uh, uh, to, to print a book about it because I figured I'd be a lot more stable that way if I printed a book about it rather than grew because people I knew that were growing, some of them made a lot of money, other ones, would lose it mm -hmm. and then other ones got got arrested so i thought well grow or making a book would be the best and then too it gave me an opportunity to um to give good information you know because there was a lot of just bs going on 
during still those. have any copies of that original book uh yeah I've, I've got a couple of them cool uh, you can probably find them on the internet it was it's called indoor marijuana horticulture and i printed all of them with my hands right here yeah wow. and it's it's uh saddle stitched it's uh which means it's stapled together it's 96 pages and the cover price was eight dollars 95 cents yeah wow <laughs> I, I had the opportunity a while ago um, to speak with Tom Alexander to talk kind of about Operation Green Merchant and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And and one of his stories that came up was, you know, you you had come into his store and I think he was doing the sense of media tips at the time. Yeah. And he said, you came in, you were going to write a book. And he was like, huh, okay. And he returned like a month later and said, here it is. Was that the yeah. first book that you're talking about right there? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But actually, it was in a loose leaf folder and at that time, and I had to, and it was still with a dot matrix printer. So I had to get it typeset. Wow, man. And then after that laid out, and then I printed it on a, on a 1250 multi-lith press. Yeah. Front the originals. Half by 11 pieces of paper. They had to all be collated. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you go around and put them all on a table and you go around in circles there was i think 33 of them 33 of them had to be collated got to be in proper order uh <laughs> yeah it was well, a lot of work man. yeah times have changed so much didn't they very much so very much so but see at that time it, i was able to ride the wave of uh desktop publishing because that's when it had just started. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, in the early 80s. And a lot of small publishers uh, got their start back then in the early 80s. Yeah, but as far as, as far as cannabis book publishers and authors, I was the first one to, to be self-published. And then other people followed afterwards. Nice, man. Yeah. It's the best way. <laughs> the, the little, know, it's, a only, it's a lot of work and <laughs> but when you when you do it like that there's less fingers in the pie well yeah oh otherwise i would have been out of business i would have been long gone hmm. long time ago because everybody i was told many times many times that i would fail straight up you know yeah and that, that makes you keep on going doesn't it yeah well sometimes, <laughs> i'll show you motherfucker sometimes you fucking believe it you know, that's because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I say, it's pretty lonely. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, just, yeah, pretty lonely. And then too, you know, I mean, all this stuff was illegal. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, writing about it wasn't, but see, and, and later I joined the Garden Writers Association of America and, um, well, oh, like, seven, seven, eight years ago, I think it was eight years ago, maybe nine, I, I um, gave him a book of mine to, well, I'd always, I entered the contest, you know, the contest to see who would, who would be the, I don't know, for, they gave prizes for design, for, for uh, writing ability, for different prizes, you know, like all of those associations do. Mm -hmm. And I sent a case of books, you know, I followed all the rules, everything. They sent me my case of books back and said it was fucking illegal to do what I was doing. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is motherfuckers. I mean, that, that really hurt my feelings a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. these, these guys are publishers and they, they say, you know, they want, they want to censor me. And, you know, what gives them the right to censor me? They, they yeah. didn't even read my material. And, um, you know, I sent the case of books back and told them exactly why it was illegal. And, and I asked for names of who voted against me. <laughs> <laughs> Which you never got, probably. I, no, no, so I had to go look everybody in the eye. I don't mm -hmm. care. I, you know, fuck that. Fuck that. You know, You're not I, doing anything wrong, man. Look at me. Look at me. I mean, you, you have the, if you can face me, fine. Mm -hmm. If you want to do it, you know, behind somebody's my back, go ahead. Then it doesn't count. Yeah. You know, but you have to look me in the eye and tell me stuff. That's right, man. So anyway, uh, but yeah, I didn't win, but who cares? Yeah, man. You probably sold more books than they have, uh, mate. <laughs> they had to read my stuff, so that's what matters. <laughs> so, you're but, you're here in the end, and that's a victory in itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still standing. Those guys, it's pretty disbanded now. But and at the same time, though, see, I have also really good friends in the Garden Writers, like Tom Alexander. He's a an old friend forever. Um, yeah, I mean, we're very close, very good friends. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in the Garden Writers, also um, uh, Jeff Lowenfels, yeah. who wrote, um, oh gosh, teaming with microbes, teaming with yeah. microbes and teaming with Fog yeah. Eye, the teaming series, yeah, yeah, and Jeff's really, he's a great guy, just love him. He, I and, need to and, get Jeff on the show, I keep forgetting I need to reach out to him and try and get him on yeah, the show. Yeah, a great idea, he's a real good interview, he's really, really articulate and everything, and um, and he's got a great science background too. Mm -hmm. Very smart and, guy. And you can also ask him about the time that he was um, deputy deputy attorney general of Alaska, Ooh. and he he was the one that added the clause, uh, the domicile clause, to the the Alaska privacy law for cannabis. The domicile law uh, went all the way. You can't be arrested if you're doing uh, consuming cannabis in your domicile or domicile, domicilio in Spanish, but uh, you, because it's where you live. Well, he was the one that expanded it to wherever you live at the time, what can be your tent, the back of your car, <laughs> <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, so. Man. Yeah, he's got a very long history, and I think he's running for political office again. I don't know why he'd want to, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, it seems like a really shit job to do politics. Does it turns you into yeah. a crooked motherfucker? You know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they're in Alaska too, because mm. he uh, <laughs> he'd be a representative from Alaska. Yeah, I'm sure he'll do a, a good job of it, though. You need to get the right people in this game, and I think that's how we change politics: is just get people who we trust to do these jobs. Yeah, Jeff will, Jeff would do an excellent job. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's a great gardener. He can't go wrong. Mm. What's the cannabis rules like in Alaska? Is Alaska one of those places where it's legal now? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. We were up there. In fact, I was up there with Jeff. It's been a few years ago. It was during the, was it for a 420 event? I don't know. There's some some of these things I just don't don't remember everything. I remember going outside. It was 
10 o'clock at night and it felt like it was five in the afternoon. So it had to be summertime. <laughs> um, yeah, but they took us all up there. Yeah, Jeff used, well, he lives up there. He used to, used to live up there all the time. He had a great, great house over the, uh, the Cook Inlet. Yeah, everybody had pictures of bears, bears in their front yard. That was the mm. thing, yeah. With, with the travels I've done recently, I went to uh, the Netherlands and I'm working on my Dutch, but I see that you're very fluent there. How many languages do you speak now? No, I only talk two, and you know, English and, and Spanish. I, um, Dutch, Dutch is really hard uh, because, well, it's not technically that hard of a language to learn, but everybody talks such good English and they tease you if you don't talk, if, if you talk Dutch and mispronounce it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we in, in Amsterdam, you know, we would make our attempt. They see we speak English, they go for English. We went around the country as well, and it came in a little more handy there. But uh, yeah, I kind of got that look of, oh, that's cute. Okay, let's speak English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or they'll tell you to repeat it because, you know, but there's stuff, uh, gazellic, a few words. I, I lived there for, for about a year and I just didn't pick any up. And I'm usually pretty good with the language stuff, you know, but there was no need to. And I hung out with people that talked English and, and kind of like the rule, well, you know, this from being living in Europe, the, the rule is if you talk a better life, if, if somebody, if there's two people there and, and, and one of you talks a language better than the other, you just communicate in that language. It's, it's easier. Mm -hmm. um, Everybody should just speak English. Like, like in Star Trek and Stargate and all of these TV shows where people travel through space, everybody speaks English. <laughs> Except when you watch it in France or something like that, then they all speak in French. What? Uh -oh. What? Paradox. Paradox. What? <laughs> <laughs> when did you start learning how to speak Spanish? Is that since you moved to Spain? Is that that's when you learned? No, I went. Actually, I learned in school. Oh, I right. learned in school and then I went to Spain in the early 70s and uh, like a, a, a program abroad, a junior year abroad for university. Right, like an exchange student kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I, I came to Spain. That was when Franco, Franco was still here, you know, the dict dictator. Right, okay. And then after that, I, I, I was pretty fortunate because I learned pretty fast. You wouldn't guess it, though. I make mistakes all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I do that in English, mate, and it's the only mm -hmm. language I speak. So, <laughs> well, you can learn another one. You can make some more. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, and then I went to university in Mexico and um, just have a history. You know, I have been around a lot of Latins. My, my old business partner was, is from Chile. And, yeah, actually, I just talking to him last week he's he's in mexico kind of concerned about the violence there right well, there's a lot of violence in mexico because of the uh, cartels and things i suppose well you could have put the, the those guys are what they're doing now he sent me an article where they'll have organized groups you can call them mafia but uh, organized group criminal groups and they'll go to a business say the business has 50 employees they'll say okay um, give me like 800, 800 euros a month and I'll let the employees come to work for you. 
But if you don't give me 800 euros a month, I'm going to start kidnapping your employees. Yeah, so just extorting people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the latest business. Wow. Yeah. And see, they, I mean, they just, none of those murders get solved. See, I mean, there's like 95% don't get solved. Damn. So, you know, it's, it's serious. Yeah. They shoot you. So that's the way it works. And it's ugly. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good uh, argument for legalization of some things. Granted, crime will kind of just shift to wherever it goes, but I believe that Mexico has gone legal recently. I don't know if they've set up the framework yet, but at least for cannabis, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. You know, Mexico is such a big country and it's so diverse. Um, and this guy, AMLO, the, the new president, he, he hasn't been a blessing at all. They kind of need really a strong leader. Mm. Um, I don't like to say that, but it's true. Uh, it's, it's just hard to control everything there. But mm -hmm. what, what's happened with, with the drugs is, is you know, it's, it's a transshipment point for cocaine. And also they, they make, um, well, they, they, they make uh, heroin there and they make it out of uh, uh, fentanyl. Uh, they don't right. even use the amapolas anymore or the, what do they call those amapolas, you know? So what they make the heroin out, poppies. Poppies, poppies. Yeah, yeah, poppies. And, poppies. and so they make it, they make those things. And, and uh, so those guys have tons of money. I mean, they've got like way more money than, than the police and they're way better armed and stuff. Hmm. So, and it's really hard to compete with them. Yeah. And yeah. so even if you take drugs out of the equation, they're going to do something else, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah. Kidnapping is a very big business there. Yeah, people trafficking and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, uh, they'll, they'll just uh, kidnap you and uh, get a ransom. I don't know any people that have been kidnapped in Mexico, but in Colombia, I knew of several of them that have been kidnapped. Um, yeah. I know other ones have been kidnapped and then they kill them too. Yeah, don't ever go there then. Yeah. Scary yeah. shit. My yeah. previous job when I was uh, audio engineering, uh, whenever we'd have somebody go down there to kind of work in that market, there was an extra insurance policy taken out every time yeah. because wow. of those sort of things. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that then. A little double indemnity. <laughs> Mar Marge went to Mexico recently, man. She's crazy. What the fuck was she thinking? <laughs> Different parts of Mexico. Yeah, are suppose, risks. yeah, it's a big country. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be hitting the Yucatan Peninsula later this year, and it's it's one of the safer areas. So you know, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of places out there. You know, like uh, what's that? Isla Mujeres, Cancun, Cozumel, Tulum. Those are all good places out there. You know, but they had a uh, they they've had actions out there, mafia actions. But hmm. usually, you know, you just you, you just don't associate with those guys and nothing happens. Yeah. So we've been here this whole time and we haven't even seen you smoking. Are you smoking on something, Jorge? You got something uh, I nice? Had, I had some dope. Didn't I have some dope? I have? No, but I haven't been puffing. I, you know, last time I went to interview, I was pretty blasted and I was a little unintelligible, but <laughs> <laughs> it was late. Yeah. But no, I've been on a health, a health bench here. Nice. Where, yeah, because I'm old, you know. So I do <laughs> all the time now. I, I swim and uh, 
almost daily, like four or five times a week. Cool. Later today, well, no, it's a little late. It's like almost eight. I'll go jump. I'll do this tomorrow. Jump in the in the Mediterranean. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like 24, 25 degrees. So it's really, it's just, it's really nice. I bet it's crystal clear too. Um, not really. It, uh, you don't really get that because the sand washes up here where I'm at. I don't tell anybody where I'm at now, mm-hmm. but uh, the all along the Mediterranean, there's a lot of reclaimed beaches. And so they have to, to, to push the sand around, you know, and bring it back. Um, and so that makes it kind of like sandy, 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 sandy. And mm-hmm. so it's not real clear. You get those real clear waters with the white, white, white sand. Yeah. And usually hardly any waves because the waves just stir the stir everything up. So yeah, that's what it's like. And, and you know, so there's not. There's not any real snorkeling or anything. Um, yeah, like there is in, in the Caribbean. You can see a lot. Well, out there, Yucatan, you should go when you're when you're in Yucatan, go uh, snorkeling. There's you probably see the same school of fish I saw years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's this school of fish out there. I just thought of it. They're out off of this reef in Isla Mujeres. And it's like, um, and they just hang out in the same place. This big blob of fish or school of fish. And you can swim through them and everything. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's really nice out there because they have, uh, oh man, they had this great dope in Mexico when I was in school. It's really good. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, none of it, none of it would get to the United States. Uh, Mexicans had smoke it all. That That's, they knew about Cincinnati cannabis way before anybody in the north. Yeah, we're all getting seedy weed, and then we're keeping the good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mexican yeah. brick, man. Country. Um, yeah, but um, anyway, yeah. Well, just okay to not to go off on a tangent about Yucatan. No, that's how we roll, man. This is, we just tangent? talk. Don't worry, mm-hmm. mate. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. When you're out there, they've got these these little fish that are they're uh, they're freshwater fish. I don't know if you can still do it, but we used to go swim in the uh, the los cenotes. The cenotes are these big sinkholes because yeah. that geography out there is um, oh, it's like all sedimentary, hmm. and then there'll be an air pocket underneath, and then the sedimentary rock on top will 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 weight it down and make a big hole there, and then it'll fill up with with rainwater, and there's all these little fish that are carnivorous fish. But they're about this long, so you you, you jump into this cenote and well, you got to get out though. So figure your way out. Yeah, I mean, a million of them though. There might be some. But <laughs> I'm I'm still yeah I'm still stuck on. He just said carnivorous. So yeah, yeah. please please continue. Think of these big ass teeth, you know. <laughs> no no no, it's not like it's not like a piranha or anything. It's but it's about that long, and so they come up and they eat your skin a little bit and they like clean your skin off right yeah uh, we see them we have them in the uk in like um yeah. foot clinics and things like that yeah. they, in a bowl yeah. of water yeah. you put it's your feet thing. in there and they they eat all the dead skin off your feet what the Pedicure. fuck exactly yeah. no thank you no yeah <laughs> really a good deal because we used to what we did we go up and climb up a tree and they tell us about this big around and then whip back and forth 
like that and then jump off backwards into the <laughs> cenote and yeah oh, that, that was good times man yeah man sounds good yeah sounds good. what happens i was just thinking about the mexican dope what happens is that it, it gets it gets like um oh it uh, homogeneous uh homogeneous homo, homo, homo i want to say but it, it, it'll grow all of it in a stand, like in a land race stand where it, where it grows and it, it continually um, breeds back into itself, into this greater population of say, I don't know, a thousand plants or a hundred, a thousand plants. Um, and, and then it keeps breeding back, but it'll only, but you can't get it to go any higher than a certain level mm -hmm. of um, cannabinoids. And there's, I forget the word, but there's a, a word for that. And it just stays at that level. Homeostasis, is that what you're thinking? It, well, it, 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 it can't get any higher because it, it goes to the common denominator and, and there's a balance. So mm -hmm. you can't say, say if, the, if the threshold is 15%, it won't go beyond 15% THC, right? Um, if that's the dominant cannabinoid. So so consequently what happens is these a lot of these land races sure they've got a lot of other stuff in them but they won't get any higher than a certain certain level and the level is usually somewhere between 10 and or well eight and 12 percent as far as it goes right. and you got to selectively breed it to 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 bring it beyond that mm -hmm. and and that's what happens with a lot of these populations like um that was a big thing i didn't really understand that when i lived in mexico i didn't really um uh learn it for sure and then i checked because i saw it applied in 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 colombia because see there's there would be like four varieties that were the main ones and then they make clones of those and then sometimes they go back to seed and then but there was eight altogether that were somewhat common and but they wouldn't seem to go and and i i didn't test but it, it seemed like the threshold was 12 percent. it wouldn't go above 12 percent. it'll only get that that potent and i i didn't understand it and then so i i started uh asking some of the phds that i'm fortunate enough to know and that's what i learned they told me well this is the phenomena that's what happens it only it only gets to to a, a lower level and it can't go beyond that mm. yeah so so that's like outdoor weed in general or just um, wild grown cannabis in that situation maybe there's mm -hmm. other situations that it's different i don't know um maybe um yeah there's so much to know yeah um, <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to be real firm on stuff, but man, after I yeah, talk it's to, difficult to be sure about things nowadays, man. Because yeah, once I talk to these smart guys, I realize just how little I know. You know, mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. so I'm pretty cautious of saying anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So wait, it's better to be as ever you're unsure instead of giving out wrong information we do it all the time you know we speak to so many people who know so much 
and it just makes oh, yeah. you second guess yourself a lot. Like, hmm, did oh, he even yeah. know anything in the first place? <laughs> oh, I mean, the information that comes out now, well, the big thing, there's several things that are really fascinating to me. One of them is the genetic genetic studies now. I mean, there's there's companies, they, they, they've got over 75 uh, or at least 75 uh, genomes from cannabis plants, uh, different cannabis plants uh, 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 de decoded. And, you know, what was it, seven, eight years ago was the first time it, there was a, a genome was decoded. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the basic building or well, not building block, but a basic thing that has to be done before you can uh, start collecting information on plants. You have to find out where the markers are, and you know the markers control um, what well genetic characteristics. You know, like mm -hmm. height, color, size of flowers, a uh, uh, can cannabinoid profile, all of that. Content, yeah, yeah. And so uh, we're going to see tons of changes in that. And then uh, one of the things that really surprised me, and I may have talked about this on a, on a prior program, but it was uh, the uh, uh, all those those auto flowering plants. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really like them. I thought they were pretty nuts and stuff for people growing them, but apparently not and I, I i mean for especially for farmers you know like for producing a lot mm. uh, they've done so much work with those things yeah autos used to be shit mate the, you're right you know back in the day you know, i mean yeah, like 10 yeah. years ago when i first started growing autos they were dire they, they weren't good but nowadays they're, they're quality man a lot of work's gone into making them genetics good yeah, yeah, it's it's really Im impressive to me, and and like the big breeding companies, uh, they took over. They're really into the auto flowering, and mm -hmm. there's one simple reason why, because a farmer can set their watch and and they can be guaranteed that on a specific day they can harvest these plants, and it's not contingent upon the weather. Mm -hmm. And for me, mm -hmm. that totally escaped me. I had no clue. Mm. about that how important that was but for a farmer it's incredibly important right yeah yeah and for for a backyard grower yeah so what is not ripe this week maybe next week you know mm -hmm. we'll just wait. Mm -hmm. and uh for these guys it is because they can you know they can harvest and then they can replant that's right and squeeze also, two uh, two harvests in in a season if you time everything right with autos easy yeah 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 they're pretty impressive plants and mm -hmm. uh, I just didn't have a didn't have a clue because I always figured should be a male and a female and they should be photo period <laughs> yeah, you're old school though you know you're old school man that's just the way you got used to doing it are you growing now or do you still grow no I, I actually this year I haven't been because uh I've got a well I've got this trip planned in August mm. and you know I just came off the road I was over in Switzerland and then I went to uh South France a friend a friend of mine lives in San Tropez and I haven't seen him for a while so I feel I hang out there it's pretty nice down there it really is yeah yeah for sure yeah it's pretty nice uh, in Spain as well though <laughs> uh, yeah it's really nice here actually 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's to me, it's the best place in the world to live. Um, yeah, the weather's good. Uh, the UK is great, man. It's just that the politicians are shit here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have had a whole uh, a raft of that recently. Yeah, it's been bad for a while now. Everywhere See? looks good compared to this. You know? <laughs> oh boy. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like the US is uh, flip a coin, see who's worse. I'd say the mm-hmm. US, mm-hmm. US has got more turmoil. Oh, yeah. The, the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. yeah, that's so true, isn't it? Yeah, but the grass is green over here because it's watered with tears. The tears of the people, man. We're <laughs> 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 all fucking sick of it. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, no kidding. That must be pretty rough. Pretty yeah. rough. But For, the UK is just like a the 52nd state anyway. <laughs> I I guess, you know, I don't go... I haven't been up there for a while. Um, I used to go up to Portsmouth and I was up there doing seminar, but that was long time ago, long time ago. It's I'll not probably, that bad here, really. It's, it's a nice place. Good people in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, there's, uh, well, gosh, I mean, when I was more active before, we used to, oh, I used to know a lot of guys from up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all all the old guys like me, I be <laughs> they all retired. <laughs> Man, so what's going on with your um? When do you have a release book, a release date for your next book? Okay, so the free one, the free one is going to be done in. Uh, it's going to be released in first of September, and that's going to continue. That's going to be a work in progress as well. Nice. Nice. And then one of the big things about that book is we're going to translate it into quite a few languages. Um, the first language we'll translate it into is Spanish. Probably second is uh, Portuguese because nobody's done anything with Portuguese whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Huge language. It's like 180 million Brazilians, for example. So it's 200 million people talk Portuguese. Yeah, and Brazil seems to be the next place as well. Yeah, and 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 then and then German will do German, and then uh, Thailandese too, Thailand. But I need to work a little bit harder on that book because it's a, a tropical climate, mm-hmm. um, and then also the laws in Thailand are difficult for fertilizer importation. So right. things like all of that stuff has to be uh, factored in. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll put, like I said, German, uh, French, that'd be the next language. And probably the last European one would be uh, Italian. But two, we could go into smaller languages like... uh, Australian. uh, (laughs) 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 Right, right. whole different language eh yeah uh, yeah you know what i mean mate yeah <laughs> that's how silly said it there in the, in the chat i drop it yeah. yeah australian yeah so are these guys chatting i haven't been looking here oh yeah just uh they drop some comments in now and again just the chat up on there on youtube hi everybody hello that's it okay i need yeah i'm just looking here oh wow so there's a lot of people chatting here i didn't yeah. I haven't Everybody been... say hi to Jorge while he's looking at the chat. Everybody say hi. Oh, <laughs> hi. There's, there's Basehead. 
few seconds <laughs> delay, you'll get it in a second. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, man, they're all good folk. We have a we have a good audience, fortunately, following our show, always dropping in and visiting every Sunday. Sunday we usually go live. That's our usual live show. Okay, but yeah. Special occasion today because we have Jorge Cervantes on the show. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for making an exception here. This is very nice. Oh no, thanks for coming to see us. You know, we always love having you on the show, man. It's always a great conversation. Oh yeah. Well, like like I said, this time I'm not like you know, five five joints in. And we prefer uh, it like that. You should fire something up, man. <laughs> yeah, but I'm it's high on homegrown. You know? homegrown. Yeah. You have to get high on homegrown. That's it. That's a good idea. Yeah, because you know, there's people everywhere, all over the world that are growing. It's mm -hmm. that's it's pretty amazing. I was looking at my uh, what is it, Facebook statistics, and I'm real uh Real popular, apparently, and well, yeah, apparently, in uh, Latin America, Mexico, Mexico, and um, uh, Chile, Argentina, uh, Colombia as well, and Spain too. Uh, Uruguay, Uruguay, European, yeah, and then also in Thailand now. So I'm I'm just amazed, and there's people all over Africa too. Uh, that are growing. Awesome. Yeah, look, okay. Gonna have to get the beret back out, mate. What are you gonna do? <laughs> gonna put a, don the black beret, get the shades on, start making mm -hmm. some more videos. Well, I got the wig. Just a minute. I got shades. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, still got yeah, I, I was, you know, again, when I was in Amsterdam, they had they had that hat and the wig combo. I, I, I almost I'm like, oh, I should do it. I should do it for a show, but I'm frugal. So I pulled out at the last minute. <laughs> OK, nobody will recognize me. Who's yeah. this guy? Where did Jorge go? What happened here? I don't know. <laughs> Good times, man. How long has it been since you made them videos? Can you remember? Couple oh, 20 the, years at least yeah no the first the first videos i did was with with high times and people wanted they wanted to do videos a long time before that there was but technically it just it was just pretty low it, it, it wasn't it wasn't adequate and i'd i'd seen other people's videos and it just didn't seem like it was time to do them and then what happened was, oh, I can't remember what year it was, but you have to look it up with high times. We did the, that first video up there in, uh, or over there in uh, Vancouver, BC, and got very lucky with that because within a year, uh, YouTube got, got really big and they started downloading, well, they started pirating clips from this video and mm. sometimes the whole video and a lot of people did it so it, it went all over the world wow really fast and it was the first one that that did that and then i did a couple of other ones after well three other ones after that and the ones the first one did the best for some reason and um it, i mean timing was just real fortunate yeah, remember them days about YouTube? Remember that? God damn. Yeah. Crazy. You have to share the copy of the VHS tape amongst friends and try to <laughs> dub it with two different. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Those big boxes. Because, oh man, they were like this 
Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. But those were good for <laughs> shipping things in too. Oh yeah, they mm -hmm. play well. Uh, yeah, too well sometimes. Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all of that's this is all changed. The whole world's changed a million percent. Mm -hmm. Now everything's on the phone and everybody wants it yesterday. You can make content on your phone and publish it in like 20 Second. minutes, you know, yeah. instantly if you do a live stream, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's just shocking how much cheaper it is compared to what it used to be, say, 30 years ago when you had to make decent content, you'd have to go to a proper studio, there'd be a whole crew doing it. It would cost a fortune to produce just a 30-minute documentary about something. Yeah, the, the stats were, it's uh, when I started, it was supposed to be $1,000 US a minute. Wow. To produce. And my thought was, well, I can do it for 100. And mm. I did a couple of videos like that. And then I thought I can do it for 10, 10 euros nice. or $10 US. Mm -hmm. And that's what I started doing. And then finally, I said, I can do it for free because that's what you had to do. And so this is, you know, like my, <laughs> my, mm -hmm. my video thing. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's like 64 megapixel I have on my phone camera. 64 megapixel. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. 4K HD shit just recorded instantly. <laughs> Imagine taking that back 20 years ago and being like, check out my camera. 64 yeah. megapixel didn't even exist. They'd be like, are you serious? Did you get that from the military? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible what we have, and and it's very easy, and it it focuses itself, and it's it's like nothing mm -hmm. to it, mm -hmm. you know. And you just push a couple of buttons, and I've shot so many videos that uh, one of my things is I don't like to edit, so I just <laughs> yeah. I, I just, don't think anybody really does. It's just something we have to do, <laughs> <you know? laughs> right? Yeah, that, I can't think of anybody I know that loves editing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's it, it's just so easy, and whoever figured out YouTube, boy, they they hit it right on the nose. Because mm -hmm. they didn't see any of that coming. Different world now because of YouTube. It's just so easy to get information. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know. Do you guys? What do you guys think? Because it's like uh, eight fifteen here. Um, do you think everything, do you think this is a good video for everybody? I mean, do you think it'll gather, gather some hits? Yeah, it should do. They usually do. They, they'll get a few hundred here, but then I, I edit this, that editing thing, you know, I edit this and then it goes out to our, across the podcast platforms and that gets a 1500 oh. downloads on that too. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, I could, we could also post it on our, our website that usually gets several thousand. Yeah. If you, uh, that would be cool, man. No pressure, of course, you know, but if you want to, that you can do that too. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the edited one, whatever you guys, and then we, you know, whatever you want to put in the description, that's cool too. I mean, no worries. Sweet. What do you do on your YouTube channel? Do you do any live streams? Is there any thoughts of a podcast that you could do maybe? Oh man, no, that's all so complicated. Um, <laughs> I actually, I've got some videos that I haven't put up. They're a couple, well, three years old. They have to be three, maybe four years old. Wow. Yeah. And I could do though. I, I've been sitting on them. I don't know. I, I just haven't put them up, but there's probably, I don't know. I probably have 10 of them. 
um, and they were tours. Uh, one of them was a tour of, uh, uh, oh, it was Dr. Bud or whatever, but he's from Bend, Oregon. And the guy's really smart. Uh, you, I love his intellect. Um, but they were tours of his place. It's a big indoor grow. And um, then the other one was over there in um, uh, just, oh, south of Garberville, uh, Northern California. Uh, nice. Yeah. It was right across the canyon. Well, one of them was where they had the farm where they did, shot Murder Mountain. Right. Yeah. yeah. I went over there to see those guys. I mean, it just sounded pretty sensationalistic. I went over and talked to the guy and his father. And, you know, they just made it all sensational and stuff. Yeah, that's what Netflix does. <laughs> yeah, it was a working farm and I saw everybody happy there. And yeah. yeah we had um, a tour around a facility in Bend, Oregon as well, didn't we, Mark? We did. Who mm -hmm. um, was that? Miracle Farms. Yeah, yeah. It was Miracle Farms, wasn't it? That's what it was called. It was. It's nice small out there, craft, Small craft grow in a, in a little greenhouse. They did a good job out there. Yeah. Isn't that something you would do, Jorge? Have you considered having your own farm, your own brand of cannabis flower or seeds yeah, or something I, like that? Yeah, I'm looking at stuff like that right now, actually. Mm -hmm. um, there's a whole bunch of opportunity um, that I'm finding out. And I haven't, you know, if what I'm doing is looking at stuff like that, but I'm, I'm not talking about anything publicly because, oh man, the, the, it becomes my, pressure, you know, <laughs> the licensing or, you know, um, yeah. yeah, but I'm definitely looking at a few things that are uh, pretty, pretty interesting because the, the dynamics, everything has changed so much, you know, mm -hmm. Um, I, I, you know, and, and all of this, oh, I, I don't know what direction things are going to go. It's, you can see the, the bigger businesses coming in. Mm. Um, I don't know. I kind of look at myself as just continuing what I always did, um, teach the world to grow cannabis. And it seems like that's what makes everybody happy. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I'll do. Um, you've done a great job with it for the last 30 years well yeah for, uh, I'm 40 40 i'm 40, 40 now <laughs> legend man old school you know you, you way back at the beginning yeah and you, you know when you're living it the way you have for the last 40 years you probably don't see what it's like on the outside but for us guys who can sit here and speak to the legendary jorge cervantes you know it's a big deal for us well yeah. definitely <laughs> absolutely I know, Absolutely. I never really understood that. So. <laughs> <laughs> because you're Jorge Cervantes, man. You're the guy with the black beret and the black dreads and the shades. Yeah. <laughs> I had to wear that so I could go across the border and they wouldn't put me in the little room. <laughs> the little room they keep asking. You know, those guys, they come in and ask you the same fucking questions over and over. I never did get that. It's like, well, I already told these guys the same answers, you know. <laughs> uh, what is cannabis? I don't know what you mean, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 well, no, the, but the last time I got stopped, the, the dog was following me around at the airport, apparently. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy goes, do you have cannabis in there? And I go, no, no, I took it all out yesterday. 
He says, well, did you have very much? I, I don't know, a couple hundred grams, not that much. <laughs> no, no. I totally get that. <laughs> but it was a Canadian guy. It was really nice. Um, you know, he asked me an honest question. I asked him, give him an honest answer. I said, nope, nope, don't have any in there. <laughs> <laughs> had a couple of pounds in there yesterday, but it's gone yeah. now. <laughs> I had some yesterday, but yeah, that was just handed it in before i got on the plane should, yeah. yeah should have caught me coming into town exactly <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i but I, the dog was everybody was nice you know but it just seemed like such a waste that they have to ask all those silly questions you know mm. I, I i'm much more concerned with uh phosphates and sulfur you know mm. like <laughs> stuff they make the bombs out of yeah definitely <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and it all these rules for getting on planes. I saw the uh, recently some woman, she wanted to get her bottle of water on the plane, but you can't take water on a plane because it's a liquid. So yeah, it, she had it frozen instead and tried to take it on because it's ice. And so like, it's not liquid. It's not liquid. Look, it's frozen. It's a solid now. They still oh. want to let it go on, but you know it was a good argument. Yeah, it is. You know, but so many silly things. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's like, a science teacher right there. Yeah, probably. She was probably a science teacher. <laughs> right. Shit. Well, well, we know it's getting late for you, Jorge. I'm sure you want to go do your swimming in the Mediterranean. No, actually, it's kind of chilly. It'll be a little chill. I'll probably just go uh, uh, puff one and and uh, have some dinner. It's nice. Like really nice. Here. I'm yes. out of the beach, so it's like nobody shows up yet. You know, it's <laughs> nice here. It's quiet. It must be lovely, man. Must be lovely. Yeah, but, it's, it's yeah, always, right. yeah, I'll come up and see you guys. I'll come up and see you yeah, guys. Yeah, it'd be great if you could come to the UK one day. We'll definitely hook up there and you can smoke some of this fine weed that I have created. This yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm always real impressed with all, all the photos and the everything you're doing. That's pretty nice. Cool. Yeah, man. Well, we enjoy it. And, you know, again, we wouldn't be doing this shit without you doing it back in your day and and carrying the torch for so long, man, and carrying it so well as well. So, yeah, you know, th thank you for your service to the cannabis community. Hey, yeah. The end of life is just it, you know. Yeah, man. But but where, where, so what websites should people go to to find out more about you and the work you're doing? Uh, Jorge Cervantes. Uh, Jorge dash Cervantes. Uh, put that in the... Because, I don't know, people that talk Spanish spell the name correctly but right in english yeah, if you just google correct. it then if you just put it in your favorite search engine jorge cervantes yeah but, uh, okay dash cervantes because mm -hmm. that's the the newest site marijuana growing.com and mm -hmm. marijuana con a, with a j rather than a g or a h like they do mexican mm -hmm. spelling. and then yeah those two are the big sites and then MariquanaGrowing.com and then uh, uh, Jorge Dash Cervantes and then my uh, Facebook page. And that's, yeah, that's uh, Facebook, J O C E R V. And you mentioned uh, a YouTube channel as well. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just Jorge Cervantes YouTube uh, cool. channel. You know, nice, man. Jorge Cervantes channel YouTube. Easy uh, to find. It's it's really easy. Pardon? I said very easy to find and very easy to remember then. Yeah, 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 definitely. Nice, man. 
So that's about it then. We, we massively appreciate you coming and spending some time with us and talking oh, about yeah. loads of stuff. So, <laughs> sure, no worries. It's like, you know, fun hanging out. It is indeed. It, we appreciate you, man. And we always have a good time. We're just chatting some shit. So yeah. we'll, we'll get you on again soon if you're ever up for just coming on and chatting with us again, man. You're always welcome. Seats always open for you. Just come along. Yeah, sure. Up. No worries. I'm got. I'm just like ramping up this publicity thing now and we're gonna do like uh regular stuff sweet you, i can drop you some emails i mean there's a few guys who i know okay. who do podcasts too and they send oh, you some yeah, links yeah. Fuck you up. And, and please send me sorry sorry for interrupting I'm, uh, I wanna, uh please send me your phone number too cool. the, uh email email it so we can text back and forth because a lot of times that's that, that's like really quick Okay, and does that work across borders? You've been in Spain and me being in the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah. fine on WhatsApp, right? Yeah, yeah, WhatsApp. That works all over the world. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have what's, uh, I'm gonna have WhatsApp with Jorge Cervantes, everybody. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. WhatsApp, we got a couple of things that work, or, or the, the iPhone app, uh, FaceTime, or there's several of them. WhatsApp, and then there's... Uh, Signal is a new one, isn't it? Signal. Yeah, Signal's another one, yeah. And Signal, yeah, they're all varying different securities, you know, levels of security. WhatsApp is the least secure, and it's a oh, meta. It? Yeah, okay. but, you know, we don't do anything illegal. I'm not doing it, so it doesn't really matter. Sweet, yeah. You know. I do, but I don't think anybody's watching. Advertising. <laughs> they just sell us advertising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what this they do. Is, yeah, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for your time. Oh, great. sure. No worries. No worries. Glad to hang out. It's fun. Yeah. And then I'll be on with, uh, I got to answer the email to Chad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Chad's, Chad's here as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah I saw if you... that earlier. It's like nice hair, but man, it's nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll pop back in. We were uh, we were commenting in chat that I don't think the internet is ready for uh, two people with such lovely locks. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, I had stopped the video, but let's see here. We, we Let's see if we can break the internet here. <laughs> oh, right. hey, too many bald people. Matching beard and, and, and uh, hair too, man. Yeah, oh, there's only only room for one of us. I'll bow out. <laughs> uh, I think my beard might be a little bit longer than that now. Oh. Yes. Oh, good, good, good. And I good. suppose, monkey, your your hair's pretty long now as well, right? Oh, uh, I could do. I could be. I could stay there with the hair, but I got no beard right now. So yeah. What's wrong with you, man? Give me a few weeks. Do man. you I even can, cannabis, I... bro? <laughs> <laughs> it depends if I shave this week or not, or maybe two weeks, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, it don't take long, does it? No. Nah. Yeah. You had a beard when you are like 14 or something. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that bad, luckily. <laughs> okay, good. You know, they do. Yeah. You know, it is when you're young, you can't, you can't wait to get the first whiskers, and then you're like, oh, man, I got to shave it again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. A beard's so much easier uh-huh. for lazy people. It works really well. Yeah, you just got to get through that initial stage where it just itches constantly, and then once it once it's past it, it's kind of just like does its thing, then it. Yeah, it's, it's. I never have a problem. It's just easier. It's mm-hmm. like no worries, no worries. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Yeah, we can catch. It's gonna. Well, it's a little little while till sunset. 
So yeah, we can go down and get something to eat. That'll be good. Nice. Well, enjoy, man. And thank you again for coming to. Okay. Hey, for, sure, for sure. We'll catch you guys. Catch you guys later. I'm looking forward to seeing that edited, edited version. Sweet. Well, it was pretty good. I think it was all nice and clean. There's not really much to, to change, really. It's been a good interview. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Nice. Yeah, so thank you, Jorge. You're going to have a good day and go and enjoy your evening meal and maybe okay, have a swim. Well, thanks so much. We'll see you, see you Chad, Monkey, yeah, and, and Mackie. Yeah, man. Thank you, Jorge. Okay. It's been an absolute pleasure. And there we go, everybody. That was Jorge Cervantes. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I hope we can catch you live on Sunday over at the live stream on youtube.com slash high on homegrown. It would be great to see you over there for the live show. But for now, that's all we have for you this week. Go and check out Jorge's websites. The best thing to do because he has so many websites and so many different social networking platforms is just to head to Google, search for Jorge Cervantes. That's with a J, J-O-R-G-E, Cervantes. And you'll be able to find everything you want to know about him over there. But for now, thank you very much for listening to the show as usual. Thank you for downloading the show. I hope we can catch you on Sunday. But if not, we have the Grow Guides coming out on Friday. And I hope you can download that episode too. But thanks as always, everybody. Have a great week. Stay high, stay safe. And we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.